What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Welcome to the Just Joshin Podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us for today. The Just Joshin Podcast is the podcast for the International League of Super Acquaintances. My name is Josh, and you are my Josh Ease. I am so glad to be joining you guys. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I apologize for what happened yesterday. You know, got the chinchilla, Harvey. Great guy, but he just he has some digestive issues from time to time, so you wouldn't even believe it. He got into a packet of raw onions, ate those, got some tummy issues. I gave him some Tums. Turns out, you don't give chinchilla Tums. Long story short, I take him to the vet, and he explodes in the, the vet's hand because I gave him too many Tums, so... Uh, Rip Harvey, I appreciate everyone just giving thoughts and prayers and care, um, but, you know, despite the fact that I'm in an immense amount of grief and pain, the show must go on, right? We have a show to do. We have a week five report that is just an insane doozy. We have power rankings. I have just some general thoughts on the league and everything that's been happening, so... Let's go ahead and just dive on in. We uh, had something happen right before uh, everything with week five, or at least the week five report and everything. We had a trade for Brian Edwards to, or, I'm sorry, Brian Edwards and Leonard Fournette. Um, AM McPherson 3 0 traded for, um, traded to AM McPherson 3 2 1. Uh, traded Brian Edwards away. Dr. Cornwallis traded Brian Edwards away to to Ghost of Darnold's pass for Leonard Fournette. And, you know, I think this is a really interesting trade. I, um, I like Brian Edwards a lot. I don't like him as much as uh, John Gruden Rip liked him. Uh, he would always talk about him being like T.O. or uh, I think he, I can't remember who else he compared him to, but like he compared him to all these crazy great players. And I, I think that he's probably going to be good. He's super, super young. He's 22 years old. He has some potential. Uh, and then you have Leonard Fournette, on the other hand, who has had some production here recently because of Ronald Jones being out and because of Gio being out. I think that for this season, I like this a little bit more for Dr. Cornwallis just because he gets some running back depth. For Ghost of Darnold's past, I think that this is good for him just because he continues to build for the future. I think both teams could be potential contenders. But I do feel like maybe Ghost of Darnold's pass a little bit further out with it. The interesting thing to me is that it feels like Ghost of Darnold's pass doesn't have a lot of running back depth. And I thought that he would keep Leonard Fournette because he needed running back depth. He needed a little bit more on that team. But I don't know. I think overall it's probably a smart move by both teams. It's a fair trade um, straight up. I, w I would probably do that trade in a heartbeat. Uh, I would like to be on the Leonard Fournette side, maybe, but it just depends upon your team's makeup and composition. So, um, yeah, let's do a little bit of looking back around at what happened this past week. Uh, you know, go ahead and, you know what, go ahead, grab a drink, right? <laughs> grab a little something-something, uh, maybe uh, take a little milk, take a little bit of Hershey syrup, go ahead and pour that Hershey syrup in, and then stir that sucker around in your favorite glass cup and drink it, because we're about to go on a wild ride 
uh, and talk about week five and all the things that happened last week. Uh, a lot of really, really interesting games. Just a few things I have on my notes here. What's happening with Sofa89? What's going on with this team, guys? Sofa, I love you. You know that I love you. I believe that you're a great manager. You're the reigning champ. Some drama must be going on in that locker room. I don't know, a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, maybe? A little bit too much of that uh, good juice got into the, the locker room there? A little bit of drama, maybe? Maybe we're trying to figure out who's who in Whoville, but uh, one in four, and just kind of a really sad loss this past week to Ghost of Darnold's past. Uh Lost 40 points, 40 points to Ghost of Darnold's past. So, you know, I, I don't know. I was kind of shocked when I was looking at this past week. I, I, I feel like he has a great team. It just hasn't been getting put all together, you know? Like, he has Alvin Kamara. He has Dalvin Cook. He has Mike Evans and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Darren Waller. It's crazy, but yet he's sitting at one and four. There was a few different lineup things. I do think if he would have uh, maybe been a little bit more on the ball, he wouldn't be sitting in this position. Like I think a few weeks ago he started Dalvin Cook when he shouldn't have started him. But all in all, like I do think he's going to bounce back, but I do think he needs to be careful. I think he's in a win-now mode. I mean, I look at his bench, and once again, Sofa, I love you. I care about you deeply. No one cares about you more than I do. I want to see you flourish. I want to see you thrive. But when I look at your bench, I see Jake Fromm, Hunter Bryant, Thaddeus Moss, uh, Preston Williams, Dakeel Harry, Anthony Miller, Deshaun Jackson, Devonta Freeman. I'm going to be honest, those names don't inspire confidence in me. When I'm looking to the future of Sofa 89, there might not be really a future. I love you. There might not be one. I don't know. This is a win-now thing. And I'm wondering, because the window is so short, the window is so small, I'm wondering if it's kind of creating a little bit of tension on the team. Alvin Kamara looking at Dalvin Cook, getting a little bit jealous. Dalvin Cook wishing he was on the field. Mike Evans producing some weeks, other weeks not, while Stephon Diggs is still trying to figure out himself as well. A lot of big names, but not a lot of production. My prediction is Sofa89 turns it around and makes it into the playoffs. We've seen this general manager and this, this organization, this coach, Really turn around and do a great job. We've seen him win a freaking championship. But they need to sort some stuff out. They need to get together and they need to really talk about their differences and play like men. Play like soldiers. Play like their life, their well being, their jobs are on the line. Because frankly, they are. Okay? You win a championship, that's great. Call me in five years where you're at. Huh? So, 
I think Sofa's team needs to turn around. I think they will turn it around, but they need to sort through some drama, sort through some stuff. I don't want to hear any he said, she said bull crap. All right, I want to talk about this. Uh, Super Cam, do I hear Super Bull? Huh? 221 stankin' points. 221. 200 points. The last time I think we saw that was was Sofa 89 in the Super Bowl. 200 points is insane. He absolutely demolished UConn, who had a, a pretty good showing of 121 points. But 200 points. I mean, this was one that I think, I don't know, this... He, he's kind of coming up quicker than we thought he'd come up, but he's peaking at the right time as an organization. So he has Antonio Gibson. He has Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. Malcolm Brown's finally stepping into himself. Robert Woods is finally getting targets. Tom Brady is just continuing to be Tom Brady. He has Sony Michelle on his bench if he needs some extra running back depth. The only thing that's really interesting to me is that he has two bench spots and a taxi spot wide open. So if I'm going to be fair to Sofa 89, I'm going to be I'm going to, I'm going to correctly, you know, critique this. I I think that there's definitely some room for him to grow. Now, he does have Daryl Williams. And Daryl Williams is going to get some production here with Clyde Edwards a layer out. But man, as long as injuries don't derail him and that depth question doesn't get to him, I might be looking at my early season Super Bowl favorite. I might be looking at the one that I really like to to win it all. I don't know. I have no idea. You have no idea. We don't have any idea. Heck, we don't even know if we're going to be here tomorrow, brothers. But Super Camp, 221 points outscoring himself big time by like 90 freaking points. It's insane. Uh, and then last but not least, ND Star Sky can't win for losing. Man, I feel bad for him. Uh, really close loss. Really, really close loss to Tyler Thigpen gang within like five points. Absolutely crazy. Um, he falls to one and four. Uh, the crazy thing to me, and, and we'll talk a little bit more going into the power rankings show, but for points against, Andy Starsky has the most points against far and away from anyone else. He has 763 points against. That is insane. He has 614 points for, which is like average. But, man, he cannot win for losing. And the injuries really hit him this year with Akers and Dobbins and everything. I think, you know, he has Chase. He has a young team that I do think is going to be really good. I think is going to end up really showing out. Jonathan Taylor's on his team. Brandon Ayuk, if he can really actually put anything together. He has uh, Patterson, Josh Jarrett Patterson on the on the football team. Washington football team. So he has some players. He has a future. I think that he's set up well. And honestly, maybe tanking this year is going to be the best case for him now sitting at 1-4. But man, oh man, oh man. Tough break, bro. That's what happens in this league. This is what happens to us. Sometimes we just have 
bad breaks and you can't do anything about it. But who knows? So uh, that was kind of just some random thoughts that I had as I was looking at this past week. Uh, but now I want to get into the weekly, weekly report because this was actually adjusted this past week from uh, the media, by the media. Uh, so the best team of the week this week was Supercam with 221 points. I already talked about that game and all that. I, I mean, just absolutely amazing showing. I think that this is going to continue going forward. I think that he's hitting his stride. The only question is, and I know I said earlier that he was hitting his peak. I think as an organization, he's hitting his peak. So like, if we're thinking in a meta way, if you will, throughout the course of time, I think that he's hitting his peak just because he has some great running backs and all that kind of stuff. But I do wonder if he's he's peaking at the wrong time for this year. I don't know. That's the only thing that I could really um, critique about his team, if you will. The worst team this past week was Tank for Ritter. Only scored 76 points this past week. Super, super sad. I, I, once again, a team that I think needs a little bit of help, could use something this year, and will need to use some stuff for years going forward, probably is the number one overall pick, but we'll see. He, he should consider trading for, I don't know, I was thinking of players that maybe he could trade for. I think maybe like a Curtis Samuel uh, would be a really good player for him to trade for, maybe giving up like a second-round pick or something. Would be totally fair and balanced. Maybe even trading Jeff Wilson away for someone like Curtis Samuel or something like that. Young player with a great future head. I don't know. That's just something that I'm throwing out there. So he was the worst team of the week. I think that uh, that's, we're probably going to see that a few times over. But he is a good manager, and he has a great organization. So I think there's some structure there that's going to help them going forward. As far as players of the week, uh, no surprise, at quarterback, we had Justin Herbert, who just balled out against Cleveland. 42 points. 42 points against Cleveland. Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Looks like the real deal. At running back, we had Austin Eckler. Super Cam started him with 32 points. Just went crazy. It's awesome to see Austin Eckler actually uh, healthy and looking good because he just looks amazing. Every time he's on the field, he just he, he's just electric. No pun intended with the Chargers there. Um, but just a really great player. I really like him a lot. Uh, Devontae Adams really showed up for Dr. Cornwallis with 37 points against Cincinnati. Started off the year slow. He's really, really doing well, connecting with Rodgers, not anything really that shocking. Uh, how crazy was that Bengals-Packers game, though, going back and forth with the misses? Uh, I would, with the field goal misses, I would, uh, I would be in such a pit of shame if I was the Bengals kicker. I don't even know what I would do with my life. I feel like I would just run away forever and live in some hut in Hawaii. At tight end... Uh, Mark Andrews came away with 41 points against Indi uh, Indianapolis. Insane. I mean, La Lamar Jackson just showed out that game. At least the second half. How crazy was that game? Just really, like, we've had some really cool games this year. And that was one of them that was really, really just interesting at the very end of it all. Uh, now, for bench warmers of the week, people that you guys had score a lot of points but didn't have in your main roster uh Jameis Winston had 26 points against Washington he's just been so inconsistent up and down but he just went off Miles Gaskin who saw this coming 31 points against Tampa Bay Tampa Bay has shut down running backs like crazy 
They are so good. They did this last year. They were doing it this year. But Miles Gaskin went off against Tampa Bay. He scored almost 32 points. Uh, all the Kings men had him on his bench and probably could have used him for this win this week. But it's whatever. Marcus Callaway, following the James Winston stuff, scored almost 25 points uh, for Tyler Thigpengang, but was on the bench sitting on the taxi. You know, great player, just hasn't been able to find his way onto Tyler Thigpengang's main roster. I would consider trading for Marcus Callaway. I'd probably give up like a first, maybe. First or, you know, like a really good player for him. I just think that he has a great future in this league. Emmanuel Sanders was talking him up a couple years ago when Emmanuel Sanders was on their team. He's a really great player, and I would do anything and everything I can to have him on my roster. So just consider that maybe. And then another, this was a kind of a funny bench warmer of the week. At tight end, we have David Njoku sitting with 27 points. Now, remember, not too long ago, David Njoku was traded away for pennies on the dollar. Ronnie Deutsch, am I right? Pennies on the dollar. Like, it was a fifth-round pick that David Njoku was traded for. Just, like, literally nothing, and he just showed out. I am very, very interested to see if he ends up doing something going forward. Him, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, I, I feel like they've always had just this insane amount of talent. And when I saw bits and pieces of that game this past Sunday, you look at Njoku and you're like, dude, he is so insane. Like, he's so fast. He's so good, but he's just never been able to obviously put it together. Maybe this is the beginning of it all, and maybe UConn got him for just an absolute steal. We'll see, but, uh, you know, it probably will take an Austin Hooper injury or, you know, something to, for this to be consistent, but I, I'm just super interested in that going forward. As far as league awards, so this is where the media changed some stuff up and made it kind of interesting. They changed the best manager, worst manager thing that was super confusing to most efficient manager. Most efficient manager was Super Cam. Uh, and then they have no soup for you, which is a really funny way of think of phrasing you just didn't match up to what you should have done. The least efficient manager. Uh, and that was Rob Cut. He scored 76 points out of his 111. Uh, Andy Starsky had the highest points in a loss with 137. And then Sundra SJ, who sits at 4-1, and one, we're going to get into that in a very short minute, sits with 121 points. He had the lowest points in a win. He really could have gotten beaten by anyone else, but he happened to be play, playing uh, Tank for Ritter this past week. Biggest blowout was Supercam. I mean, Supercam's all over the sport. Supercam was the biggest blowout with 100 points. The narrowest victory was, uh, was... Tyler Thigpen gang with 142 points to 137 points, uh, basically a five point win. Supercam was the overachiever, outscoring himself by almost 100 points on what he was projected to score. And then Sofa 89 is our underachiever after not seeing a lot of those guys really show out and do well um, for what they uh, could have been able to do. So. Super sad, but um, really great week. I think it was a really fun week. I'm interested, um, and we're about to get into it, um, because there's so many teams at 3-2 and two now. Like, so many teams that make the power rankings just super crazy, and I really, I've, I don't really know how to sort it all out. But before we get into power rankings, this show is brought to you by Pendleton Blankets. Guys, have your feetsies ever been cold? Has, has those little knees, have they ever gotten the shivers? Have you maybe 
accidentally ran your hand over your chest and felt something incredibly hard, and that would be your niplets, and they felt like they could literally break diamonds. Well, I got just the recipe for you, and that is Pendleton blankets. Look, Pendleton blankets keep you warm no matter the temperature. It could be 30 degrees outside, and they'll keep you toasty. You want to know something else? They're stylish. With their multi-variety of colors, they're going to keep you vibrant, beautiful, and ready for any amount of what, what winter can, can throw at you. See, I have the, the blue chevron uh, look. Uh, it's beautiful. It's nice. It lays on my heavenly mocha gray couch very, very well. I love it. The missus loves it. It keeps you warm. It keeps you stylish and ready for any occasion. Pick yourself up a Pendleton blanket. They're handcrafted here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I say here, but I don't live in Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Oregon. And they're great. They're amazing. They're good for me. So keep your, keep yourself, keep, keep that torso warm by picking up a Pendleton blanket. All right. Power rankings. Power rankings. You know, a lot of times I complain about the media. I complain about everything they do, everything they say, everything that they are, everything they stand for. I hate USA Today. Wall Street Journal is a muck. I hate it, okay? But this week they did get a lot of things correct at the very, very top. I do think that they, uh, they, they, they were just right. Um, Sundra SJ sits at number one. He's four and one. He's earned it. He has a great team. His wide receivers are absolutely stacked. His running backs are fine. His uh, tight end, George Kittle, could end up coming back from injury and just pulling off some great wins for him. He sits at number one. He's earned it. He's four and one. Now, from there, two through seven, two through seven is insane. All three and two. All with just like, like seriously a chance of taking over the league, but... Because of his performance this past week, at number two, I have Supercam. I think that with his running backs, he's set up for success. He's set up for a gigantic run going forward, and so I have him at number two. At number three, I have all the Kings men. He's on a win streak. He's done very well. He has a great team. Kyler Murray is struggling with an injury, so I do think that that will kind of put a little bit of a question mark on him going forward. But Kyle Pitts is up and running. He is now finally getting targets. He's moving forward as that tight end. He has Dawson Knox, who has also been great. Fort Knox, as everyone calls him. It's just doing absolutely amazing. So I have him at number three. I think that he is a contender. At number four, I have Josh Long. Now, Josh Long experienced an injury to Russell Wilson this past week, which was super upsetting and super, super sad uh, for so many people. And it was a crushing thing that dissolved the hearts of many men. And I think it dissolved his heart as well. Uh, but he's going to continue to press forward. I think that he has a good enough team to be able to, to really, if Justin Fields can step up and do well, I think that he's going to see some really cool things from that team. His running backs, he went from having a weak running back room to having a strong one. Zeke is showing out. Devontae Booker, who he happens to have on his team, is good. And is going to be starting for Saquon with that weird freak injury. We have Alex Collins that potentially could end up taking over for Chris Carson if Chris Carson continues to stay out. So we'll see. That's interesting. I have him at number four. At number five, I have UConn. UConn has been a 
just a fixture of stability here so far, and I do think that he has a great team. If you were to put him up against most of the teams in this league, I think that he's going to win. He sits at 3-2, and two, though. I think that he's going to be able to continue to make a run, and I do think anybody that sees him on the schedule is going to be afraid of him, for the most part. He doesn't have the most points scored, but he is high up there. He's fourth in the league in most points scored. So I, I think that he's good, and I, I think that a lot of people should consider him. But I have him at number five. Number six, I have Tyler Thigpen gang. I do think he's peaking at the right time. DeAndre Swift looks great. Aaron Jones looks awesome. If DeAndre Hopkins can actually keep things together and continue to play, I think that he's going to do really well. And then he has just kind of a rotation of a lot of really great wide receivers, young wide receivers that from time to time will pop, but they have a high boom-bust ratio. So I like him going forward. Dr. Cornwallis at number seven. You know, the doctor. The doctor. He's really interested me here recently. I think that he uh, actually is going to be able to do some cool stuff as we go forward. But I wasn't really expecting this this year. He has Miles Sanders, who is just kind of boomer bust. He has Kareem Hunt, who you never really know what you're going to get each week. Now he has Leonard Fournette, who I do think is peaking and I, I think that finally Bruce Arians is using him. He has TJ Hawkinson, who is working through some injuries. But Justin Herbert kept him afloat this week. I do think that he's one to see. I think that he's going to end up being kind of middle of the field, kind of like right in the very middle. But we'll end up seeing. I don't know. At number eight, I have Fresh Prince. Clyde Edwards, a layer went down. Chris Carson's been dealing with injury. He does have DK Metcalf, and Geno Smith seemed to still uh, really consistently target DK Metcalf despite the injury to Russell Wilson. But Fresh Prince, I think, is kind of, even though he's one of the last three and two teams, I think that he's not going to continue going forward. At number nine, I have Ghost of Darnold's Past. Great team, great organization, great manager. Hasn't really put it together just yet. I think that he's going to end up being kind of one of those average teams and gets a great uh, pick going forward, but he really needs to kind of piece it together. Number 10, I have Sofa89. I'm not going to be a dead horse. I think that he's going to be able to climb fast up these rankings, but just that team needs to get some stuff together. At number 11, I have Tank for Ritter. I think that from week to week, he's going to be able to pull something off, but um, yeah, it's just it's not been good. Andy Starsky has probably had the toughest schedule going forward. But I have him at number 12 because he hasn't really been able to piece it together. And I think that he probably wants the number one overall pick. Talk to me next year when you have J.K. Dobbins and you have Jonathan Taylor and you have Cam Akers and you have potentially the number one, number two overall pick and Jamar Chase and all that. Talk to me next year. Talk to me two years from now. Talk to me three years from now. I mean, you could talk to me if you just want to chat to some, with someone on the phone, but that's who I have at number 12. You can probably flip Tank for Ritter or Andy Starsky there, but that's who I have going forward with the power rankings. I do think this is going to be really interesting to see who's going to break away from that three and two bunch. Who's the real men? See, when the going gets tough, when we are in battle with one another, when we are fighting for our life, we experience the three and two moments. We experience what it looks like for us to have to step up and to play well. And 
I don't know. I think that there are some frauds here. We're going to see who ends up really pulling out of that 3-2 and two range. But here's what I would recommend for everyone to do. I would recommend everyone, every one of these teams, you go into the locker room, you bring your Beats pill in, okay? You turn on Tech Nine's new song, new song, Face Off. And you go to the Roxverse, no team is not going to be motivated out of their mind to play like crazy, okay? So turn that song on. Every one of your players are going to freak out. Sofa 89, I guarantee this gets you a win this week. You play this song in the locker room, I don't care what's going on between Stefan and Dalvin Cook. They're going to freak out. They're going to go crazy. They're going to absolutely love it. So I won't beat a dead horse, but it's true. That's just what's going to happen. So those are the power rankings for this past week. I'm excited to see what ends up happening, how things end up shaking out. Who goes to four and two? Will Sundra SJ end up not being four and one anymore? Who takes three losses? We'll see this next week. One last ad before we end up wrapping up with the matchup of the week. I got Chomp. Chomp's sticks. I got my Chomp sticks at Trader Joe's the other day. Chomps are a healthy, nutritious, protein-filled snack that will help tide you over to the next meal. See, uh, you, you, you ever been hungry? You ever experienced a little bit of that grumbling in the tummy? You ever experienced that lull between breakfast and lunch or maybe lunch to dinner and you're like, I don't know what to eat. I don't want to eat a ho-ho. I don't want to eat nothing. I want to eat something good and substantial for my tummy. Well, grab a chomp. Chomp come in turkey, beef, and chicken. They're jerky sticks that will hold you over and allow your mouth to feel the sensation that it needs. It'll help you as you go forward. It will help you uh, get the protein that you need. I know for me, I need a lot of protein for recovery, for my mind to stay right, for my mind to stay clear. Get your chomp sticks today. Chomp, chomp! All right. Okay, I'm going to finish it out. This pod's been probably going too long. I want to finish out with the matchup of the week. This one was kind of hard because there wasn't too many that was like, I don't know, like super, super intriguing. A lot of times I look at what the potential points scored are going to be and then whichever one's the closest I go off to that and so there's two of them that I was going back and forth on but what I actually ended up landing on was Tyler Thigpen gang and Josh Long uh Tyler Thigpen game one last week Josh Long is on a two game losing streak without Russell Wilson this past week um but or this next week Tyler Thigpen game has the chance of scoring 142 points Josh Long has a chance of scoring 138 points. And who knows? We'll see what ends up happening here. But uh, I do think that this is going to be a really, really tight, high-scoring game. And that's a huge matchup with both those teams being 3-2. and two. One of them could fly up the power rankings. One of them could end up just plummeting down real low. So we'll see. But that's all I have for this week. Hey, week six is around the corner. Can you even believe it? I can't believe it's week six. It's crazy that it's October. Grab yourself a pumpkin spice latte this weekend. Kick back, watch the games, and guess what? We'll see you, babies, next week. Bye bye <laughs>